0: This is John Jackson Miller, and you're listening to the Star Wars Canon Podcast. May the Force be with you.
1: There are stories about what happened.
0: Hello everybody and welcome to episode 59 of the Star Wars Canon Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Miller, and I'm so glad you decided to join me to talk about our favorite thing in the world, yet again, Star Wars. With me this week, all the way from across the pond, from where I am at least, uh, very early in the morning where he's at though, but he decided to join us anyway, Mr. Usof Wally. How's it going, brother? Hey, hey,
1: hey, Brian, how's it going? Uh, I'm doing well, thank you for asking, and I'm really excited to talking some more star wars Uh, we've been getting some really cool interactions by everyone following 1138 star wars camp podcast and marvel cast we're really happy we're really excited to keep uh you know pumping out this uh this content aren't we it's really fun joining you here it's really cool
0: oh yeah absolutely uh we, we we have been getting a lot of interactions lately and that's you know that's why i i put all this together in the first place you know was uh i i think it's no secret when I started this, you know, I was kind of in a dark place in my life, and I and I needed people to talk to. And Star Wars is my escape, and what better way than, you know, talk to people about my favorite things. So that's what, you know, this ended up being. And and it's e- evolved into this, you know. And so, I, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm loving where we're at right now. Um, quite a bit to talk about this week. We got some good mailbag questions. Um, yeah. A little bit of new canon this week. And uh, a, l- a little bit of news, but... I'm really excited about the mailbag questions. So, before we get into those, though, uh, you know, we were sitting here talking about, you know, the the formation of 1138. Guys, make sure to go check out patreon.com slash 1138productions. That is our official Patreon page. There is some exclusive content on there if you decide to help support us. It's definitely going to be appreciated. Uh, Also on there, free of charge for everybody, so you kind of get an idea of what you're getting if you decide to become a supporter of Patreon. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, I ordered online, and don't ask me why I did it. I just did it. I don't. I, 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 now I don't know why I did it. I bought the Star Wars Holiday Special from 1978 on Blu-ray. And there is a full reaction of that on there, on the Patreon, for whoever would like to see it. Completely free of charge. Full reaction. All 110 glorious minutes of that thing. <laughs> like, it is so hard to watch. But definitely go check that out. The link for that is going to be in the description of this podcast. But go check that out. Kind of see if, you know, you see if the content's kind of for you if it is. We'd love to see you guys support us a little bit. we got full live reactions of all the Book of Boba Fett on there, minus the last episode. That's a lost episode. I don't even know what happened to it there. Um, but when, as soon as Obi-Wan starts, as soon as Bad Batch starts, Mando Season 3, as soon as all these shows start going Andor, um, we're going to have full reactions on there as well. Uh, definitely check out 1138productions.com. That is the one-stop shop for every bit of content we put out here at eleven thirty-eight. Uh, it also has an entire canon—I'm sorry—an entire Star Wars canon timeline. And for you Legends fanatics, if you're a Legend fanatic, I don't know why you're listening to us in the first place. But I, I'm just saying, because uh, there are some purists out there, Usuf. There's some people out there that are like, "No, Legends is it. That is the canon. Like that is yeah, the,
1: yeah. We've bumped into them. We we have. We've 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 had a couple of
0: run-ins. <laughs> we we've run into some old friends, and uh, so we have finally put up the entire Star Wars Legends timeline as well, in case you guys want to start diving into that universe, into that timeline. That is on there as well. You can also find this podcast. You can find the Marvel Cast podcast, hosted by Stephen Hall and J.G. Cars. They're doing a hell of a job over there, keeping you guys up to date on the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, and a handful of other uh, little things, some other timelines and stuff like that. So uh, definitely something worth checking out. Uh, Usef, I have been busy with 1138 Gaming, and we have been knocking out, actually, we just finished up Assassin's Creed 2, uh, we're working mm-hmm. on Horizon Zero Dawn, but for right now, all of that got put on the back burner, because now, we are working on the- Skywalker Saga, Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga, the new the, Big Daddy, the new the new Big market. Daddy. That's right. We I'm are going
1: I'm a little bit behind because oh. I pick up my copy tomorrow, but I can't. I keep. I can't stop watching videos of this stuff. It's, it's so, so fun. So funny. So it's
0: cool. so fun. Um, so far we've played for about seven hours, and we've only finished episodes one through four. Um, we are gonna hundred percent that thing. So. Follow me as it's we be amazing. follow me on this journey of yes of 100 percenting this game because it's massive. I didn't realize how massive it was until the other day when I sat down to play. It. And it's like 730 some odd puzzles you got to solve, like 1180 some Kyber bricks you've got to collect. Like it's ridiculous how much there is in this game. So come join me at 11:38 gaming every Monday and Wednesday night or the official nights at 7 p.m. Central. Uh, but any night in between that I get a chance to sit down and play, I'm going to sit down and play because I don't want to wait after Wednesday five days to play more of it. We're never going to get through it if we do that. So every night in between that, that I get huge. a chance to, yeah. I yeah, I sit down and, and, and do what I can and and play for a little while. And we have some great guys tuning in to hang out with us. We talk about all kinds of things while while we're buzzing through these games. And, and, yeah, yeah, and so it, it's a lot of fun. Now, when we finish that game, we're going to end up going back to the Assassin's Creed playthroughs and we're going to pick up with Brotherhood, and we are doing a 100% playthrough of every single Assassin's Creed game, every single title.
1: Yeah, I love Brotherhood. Love oh, Brotherhood. Yeah. I like and Revelations more, but I love Brotherhood.
0: Yeah, see, and I, some of them I've never 100%ed, so I'd love to go back and actually mm, see right. what is is in all these games. And we are going to 100% all of them, DLC, everything. I've never 100%ed Odyssey, and we're going to sit down nice, and do nice, it. So, nice. uh, But you have that to look forward to as well. Those videos can all be found on 1138productions.com as well uh, with everything else. So... Without further ado, let's get into some Star Wars stuff. That's what you guys are here for. You're not here to hear about Assassin's Creed or or uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. You're here to hear uh, to talk yeah, about Star get their Wars. Those are own podcasts later. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. The, and, and you know and one more thing too. I was going to add. Once we finish each game, I'm going to sit down and do an actual review of the game. So I'm already kind of forming some thoughts about Lego Skywalker. I want to wait and see right, when I get into the right open you. world, kind of what my thoughts are with it. But I kind of have some thoughts already forming. Um. Some pros and cons. Give an cons. example,
1: though. Give, give give them the same example you told me, like how big it is when you were in that mission in Jedi Temple. It's okay, not really okay big so
0: core, there's man. there's a mission that you... You know when you come across like a side quest in one of these games, you think that the side quest is like right around you, somewhere close, you'll have it done in like, you know, four, five, six minutes. No. Um, so in this game, if you go to Coruscant, and you go to the Federal District, and you go to the Jedi Temple, and you go all the way to the Jedi Council Chamber, you can find Yadel. And you can do, you, she tells you, I have, I have a side quest for you. And you think it's something like in the Jedi Temple. You're wrong. She's like, I want you to go to Tatooine and kill a crate Dragon and then come back. <laughs> like, like that's the mission. And then you have to go all the way back to the landing platform, get on a ship, go all the way to Tatooine, do your quest. you got to track this thing down, kill it, and then go all the way back. Like, it's ridiculous the kind of detail they put into this game. They literally made a Lego RPG game. Quite literally, made a Lego RPG game, and it's ridiculous. I'm not even through the I mean, films yet, and that I'm having makes a it blast. Sound
1: bigger than Assassin's Creed, bigger than Jedi Fallen Order. It's just it's got it's got 20
0: planets you can go to. It's got over 300 playable characters. It, like when you're coming up, when you go to each planet, right? When you pull up your map and you go to each planet, you have two options. You can like Tatooine is as, as an example. You can either go to Tatooine and land automatically, or you can go to Tatooine space where you're outside the orbit of the planet and you can see the planet and you can actually fly around. There's things you can do outside the planet on space wow. too. And then you can actually fly toward the planet and pick which city you want to go to and go land at. Like, you physically fly the ship towards it and go land at the city. Like, it's ridiculous the amount of detail they've put into this game. It's ridiculous. That's the only word I can think of. Um, I
1: haven't asked you this. Who are you playing as? Who did you choose as your well, first place Well, right
0: now, um, I'm, we're just doing the campaign. So it kind of, it, you're kind of tied with who you can play as, because you're going through the films as like the first level oh, of episode one. Oh, I I could have some options. Well you okay. you can once you once you finish the story missions, the actual story. Once you unlock free play, you can pick whoever you want. But as you're going through the story missions proper, it's just like the set characters. So like the first episode, yeah. episode one, the first level, you play as Qui Gon and Obi Wan. You can switch between those two. Um, awesome. and then and then in the next episode, yeah. you get you know, <laughs> idiot boy, and you can switch between all three of them. <laughs> like and, and so. But you know, I'll go ahead and say this. Uh, I'm I'm loving the game. This is my, this is my favorite Lego game ever, and I love Lego games. I adore this game. And you're
1: and you're barely a few hours into and it, and I'm movies. I'm
0: seven hours right. into it. Yeah, it's And, and but wow. the one of the cons I have is, and it's not because it's different. It's that's not my the 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 layer makeup or the layer the the level makeup of the old Star Wars games was each episode had like six levels that you went through to complete the whole film. And one of them was always like a a vehicle level. Um, But they still followed that same kind of template. On this one, it seems like we're buzzing through the stories pretty quick. Um, It doesn't seem like there's, I mean, they're very abridged versions of the films. Obviously, they're Lego. But it just seems like hour and a half and you're through episode one. Hour and a half, you're through episode two. You know, I mean, they're they're just, they're they're clicking right along. Um, But they're hilarious. They make up for it in how hilarious they are. It's, it's ridiculous how funny it is. And some of the character interactions are great. Um, if maybe. you kill if you kill Qui-Gon with any Jedi character and he comes back, the first thing out of his mouth is, huh, maybe Anakin was right about the Jedi. And you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's <laughs> hilarious. So there's there's a lot to the game. Um, definitely go check it out. I bought the deluxe edition, so I got the little mini figure of Luke with his blue milk mustache and all the DLC. Totally worth it. Definitely, if you're going to get it, get that version. I'm telling you, it's totally yeah, worth that's it.
1: awesome.
0: So, yeah, I'm having a blast with it. But anyway, you guys want to see some more, come join me uh, on Monday night and probably Sunday as well. Um, this is airing on Saturday. We're actually recording it on Friday this week. As soon as we're done recording this, I'm probably going to get on a stream for a while <laughs> and do some more. Um, but, yeah, this Saturday and Sunday, I'm definitely going to be hitting it pretty hard and, uh, and getting through it. So, Come join me. I'd love to see you guys in the chat uh, hanging out with me. One more thing I want to announce. I knew we were getting ready to talk about the new canon. One more thing I want to announce also because I want to get the ball rolling on it. Uh, This November on November 11th. Oh, yes. Yes. uh, Yeah, I I wanted to talk about this a little bit. This November on November 11th, which is uh, Veterans Day in the U.S., we are doing a 24-hour gaming stream. Uh, I'm going to be on the PlayStation. I don't know what game games we're going to be playing yet. I have no idea yet. More details will be coming down the pipeline in the coming months. Uh, there's no, I have no idea what we're going to be playing. But I'm going to be doing a 24-hour stream on YouTube on the 1138 Productions YouTube channel. For anybody who wants to tune in, we are going to be raising money uh, to raise awareness and combat veteran suicide. It's something that means a lot to me being a veteran. Um, it's something I've had to deal with with a lot of my friends. I shouldn't say a lot of my friends. A, a few of my friends, unfortunately, I've had to deal with this. It hits really close to home, and it's something that I'm that I'm personally very passionate about. I really care about this, and it's something that I that I uh, that I really, really, really want to do. Um, so, we're going to be taking donations that entire twenty four hour period in the form of super chats on YouTube and as PayPal payments. Every single penny of that is going to go to raise awareness for that, and and it's going to be donated. Um, I'm going to find an an organization, our foundation that centers around that. um, And and we're going to donate every single penny of that. Now, those of you who have been listening for a while know that I've got a a pretty extensive hardback collection of Canon novels. Um, I started getting the Kindle novels about a year ago. So a year ago is when I stopped getting all the hardback. So up until a year ago, I've got like four or five, six years worth of Canon novels, all hardback throughout the night we're going to be giving those away to those who donate over a certain amount. I don't know what that amount's going to be yet, but we're going to set a a threshold, and anybody who donates at that threshold or over is going to get their pick of a novel, whichever novel they want. So basically, if you're the first person to donate, you get to pick any of the novels you want. Uh, The longer the night goes on, the more that we end up giving away, the fewer and fewer you have to pick from. But um, we're going to be giving those away to those who donate a certain amount. So... Uh, I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we'll probably start it in the evening around 7 or 8 my time, Central Standard Time, uh, and then I'll just go 24 hours. That way when we get to the next evening, when I'm done, I can sign off and just go to bed <laughs> and sleep all night. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm, I wanted to get the ball rolling on that now. Like I said, more details will be coming down the pipeline in the coming months. Um, but I definitely wanted to do it in November, and when I started looking at the calendar, I saw – uh Veterans Day and I thought that was the perfect day to do it. So we're going to be doing that on November Very very no, important. November 11th amazing. this year. Yeah. It's 400%, so, yeah. So got that to look forward to. Let's get into this new canon guys. This week we saw the release of a couple of new pieces of canon. Uh we'll talk about the little one first. Uh I guess little one. It's Bounty Hunters number 22 uh comic issue. And then the big one that I can't wait to get reading uh, cuz I'm I'm actually book behind right now. Um Queen's Hope by E.K. Johnston finally released, completing out the Queen's Trilogy. I'm um, really excited to get my hands on that. It just came out this past Tuesday. Uh, I'm So far, I've really liked the Queen's novels. I'm excited to read this one. Uh, I, I've heard some people say that the Queen's novels were kind of anticlimactic. I kind of see where they're coming from, but I really enjoyed them, personally. Um, so it, it'd be cool to see this trilogy rounded out. And then coming up this week on April 13th, We've got Star Wars number twenty-two and Darth Vader number twenty-two. So that is what we have to look forward to uh, in the in the next week or two. Uh, Celebration this year. This is one of this is the main topic I wanted to talk about tonight. Celebration this year. We've got an announcement. Uh, We are getting a live action content panel. Uh, I think it's the very first night, isn't it? Thursday. It's Thursday night. so that would be, what would what day would that be? The 25th? No, 26th. So May 26th, we're getting Lucasfilm's live-action showcase. We're supposed to be getting the trailer for Andor. They're going to be showing, I'm assuming, the first two episodes of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, and uh, they're also going to be touching on Mandalorian Season 3. Uh, so, no, and what's interesting about this, Yusuf, do you believe for a second that they're only talking about TV?
1: No way, no way. No I'm way. with I you. I think they're definitely going to be... I think they're definitely because I have been waiting for a while to hear about some other movies, mm-hmm. and this is going to be the perfect time to do that. Whether they're standalone perfect. things, whether whether it could be a film about squadrons, whether it could be a film about some, I, I'm hoping that they revive squadrons. Um, uh, you know, and, and this would be perfect time to talk about everything else that they want to, mm-hmm. especially since, I mean, I I don't want to I don't want to be misleading here, but it feels like Star Wars is going just a little bit quiet not because quiet isn't anything bad i mean there is content coming out but it seems like oh so it's just stable so we just got this running show the mandalorian and then boba fett is sort of like not really a spin-off but it's something else going off around that when are we getting ahsoka when are we getting this when are we getting that when are we perhaps we're getting some other movie so this is a time when when disney and lucasfilm get a chance to you know keep reeling us in you know keep reeling us in keep making sure that we got so much to look forward to so i can't wait for that you know i want to see more you know what i mean Oh yeah,
0: no! If they've got anything to show, it this is the time to do it. Um, this is the place to do it. This is the venue. Um, I'm I'm really excited for this because the I I think I misled you, Usif, when I told you the the Rogue Squadron mo- uh, film was was indefinitely put on hold. I was wrong about that. Um, I looked into oh. it afterwards. I was completely I don't know where I read that. I I remember reading it somewhere, but I th- I think it was wrong because that is still. On the slate for next year, it is releasing December of next year, so I okay, we, we've got to be getting something for it. Right now. Yeah, I know that that's that's on me. That was my mistake. I that I am no, no, so excited uh, for. Um,
1: I mean, it's good you did that because now now I'm really excited. <laughs> I, this is going to see that. Is gonna be great. This is going to be great. Really excited to see that.
0: And by then, uh, I think Ahsoka will be in production by then. Um. Mm-hmm. I think I, I think it's supposed to go into production next month, and then you know. So we're we're getting the trailer for Andor, Mando season three is wrapped, it's done filming. Uh, so there, I this is the year, man. We haven't had a we didn't have a celebration last year. Uh, I don't think we had one the year before either, did we?
1: Uh, no, we didn't. I don't think
0: we did. So if this is the first celebration in three years, mm. like you said, Star Wars has been kind of quiet. I think this is the time. We if had this...
1: the uh, we had the shareholder meetings like the, right, the online right right.
0: Yeah, uh, I I think this is the time. I think this is it. Bring it back with a bang. Let's do this. Show the first two episodes of Obi Wan Kenobi. Show us the trailer for Andor, which is
1: going to be awesome. Oh
0: yeah, it's I'm awesome. I'm so looking forward to Andor because uh, I think from what I've seen, everybody's been kind of quiet about Andor. I haven't seen a whole lot of hype for it, and yeah, I don't I can't wait understand for
1: the whole, like, big huge reveal sort of hype because it's going to be a different kind of hype. It's going to be a hype with with a lot of reveal, right? And first looks and scenes and. Uh, I'm uh, I wasn't willing to bet or anything, but I'm I'm hoping that there's going to be a trailer, like a proper proper full on long trailer for Andor soon.
0: Oh yeah, um, Andor. Like I said, Andor. Everybody's been kind of quiet on it. They kind of been you know sleeping on it a little bit, and I'm excited for this. You know, it's all based off of that one line in Rogue One that Andor said to Jen. He's like, you know, we've all done things we're not proud of, assassinations and. And stuff like that, you know, the the gray area that so the Rebel Alliance operates in. Yeah. yeah, and I want to
1: see that. It's still wartime. Wartime is wartime. Doesn't yes, matter if you're, if you're the Axis or, or or the Allies, you, you gotta you got you gotta you gotta get get your stuff done. You're fighting a war here, you know.
0: Yeah, I I see this being a political thriller, and I and I, or a spy thriller. I I cannot it's wait a for it. It's yeah, a and
1: spy thriller in the Star Wars universe. Yes, uh, universe. Oh, sign me up.
0: So I and you know Diego Luna coming back and and. K two S O, coming into it, you know what I mean. So I, I'm yeah, I'm looking yeah. forward to it so much. And then uh, Saturday, K two
1: get captured, then get and get reprogrammed. Oh cool. yeah,
0: because in the comics it was so crappy the way they did it. Um, in the yeah, exactly,
1: exactly. Cause you, you talked about it before. And it was like, yeah, one switch. It,
0: he it. yeah, Cassian flipped one switch on K2SO, and then it was just oop. Hey, what's going on? Like that. And there he maybe, was. Maybe
1: because he got him out of maybe because he got him out of the prop center of Lucas. So it was like, oh, are you <laughs> yeah. are you rebel or are you you know whatever? Are you are you first order? Are you this? Are you that? So it's just like a setting. It's like a dial or a knob. Yeah. So you just
0: flipped it. Yeah, it, it was literally <laughs> a really switch. Lame. Because it was a one-shot, and it was how they met. And I was like, oh, this is going to be great, how he reprogrammed him. When he gets to it, he just clicked, and that's all it took. Literally, it was one frame. Click. <laughs> that
1: was lame, it. And lame, so lame.
0: I want to see it. I want to see it play out in live action. I'd love to see that. Um, And then Saturday, what we know so far for uh, Celebration, Saturday, they're doing a Mando Plus uh, panel. It's a conversation with Jon Favreau and Dave Filoni about Mandalorian.
1: Amazing. Uh, yeah, cool.
0: sign me up. And then on Sunday we are getting a star wars the bad batch panel which i'm assuming we're getting the trailer for bad batch then i'm i'm almost positive yeah, we have for to be the new season, it then. yeah. yeah so uh, a lot to look forward to this year at celebration i'm hoping to god this isn't a, a letdown you know cuz the, the biggest disappointment i think i've seen come out of celebration in the in the recent years was the year it was what the year before solo came out and they they finally announced Alden Ehrenreich as Han Solo at the very end of celebration. And it was like, yeah, so we know like we've known for a year <laughs> like you know and it's it, I, I'm hoping this celebration they really hit it off with a bang and you know we, we've talked about how we we feel like Lucasfilm has learned to navigate the fan base and I think they're starting to listen to what we want and I, I think it's really going to pay off this year. I, I hope it pays off this year. So there is a lot to be excited for. Come May, um, we're going to cover everything we can here. Um, and and what what sucks though is this is over a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And we're probably going to record on Thursday after the live action showcase. So that'll be the only thing we talk about that episode. And then the following we episode, we'll to have, have to talk have, about the rest. Uh,
1: live updates or something. We can try to have some sort of setup where we each sort of have like a designated time and we do we like could, live yeah. updates We could remotely. Yeah. So whether that be me or you, I mean, potentially, uh, if JG or someone can actually go, uh, that'd be amazing because then we can have live, live, uh, It'd live coverage cool. from there. Yeah, yeah.
0: That'd be really cool. We'll we'll,
1: we'll, we'll investigate that. We'll see what we can do. We,
0: we will look into that. Yes. That, that would be absolutely we awesome. Look
1: into that. Yes. Yes. We, we shall,
0: we shall. We shall. Yes. So, uh, celebration this year is going to be awesome. That's really all the news we had for this week was the announcements for celebration, the live action panel. Uh, and, and you know, and I was going to ask you this too, as far as films go, do you think it's only going to be rogue squadron or do you think we're finally going to find out what Taika Waititi's star Wars film is supposed to be?
1: Uh, I'm worried that we're not going to find out anything else because, um, you know, um, yeah, I don't think that Taika Waititi's stuff is going to be confirmed, or maybe they haven't worked out a deal yet or something, because he apparently has like many other projects with other studios. to The guy's it popular. So yeah. I'm not sure if they good The guy's really popular. His stock is high right now. Oh, yeah. And uh, Lucasfilm does have... I mean, they're doing something, right, which is narrowing their focus on a few things that they know are going to work. Right, um, right. But the the downside of that is that you know we, we want so much, so we're not going to get all of that.
0: Um, <laughs> right. We're spoiled.
1: Obviously, there is... Yeah, we are spoiler. We we are we are. I am not putting. I'm putting zero hope on any new, uh, trilogy announcement, new universe. Even if it was High Republic, like people who were hoping to see some live action High Republic, nah. You don't think? Not yet. Not 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 even for for years. Fair enough. No, I don't think so. That's my opinion. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not trying to predict anything. Just. Oh yeah, no, no. I don't think it's. It's. I think it's still. I I think it's still premature. I think it's still not. It. They haven't even. Seen what it could be yet? Because High Republic is gaining ground by with with Star Wars fans, but it's not reeling really in new Star Wars fans, not yet. He, here's um, what
0: I think's gonna happen with the High Republic because yeah, go for it. This I, I, this is just my prediction. I've been sitting on this for a little bit, and I didn't want to say anything yet because I didn't want to be wrong. But the more and more I think about it, the more I think
1: <laughs> yeah, fair The more
0: the more I think maybe I I might be onto something. They, they've broken this High Republic thing into phases, right? We just finished phase one. Mm-hmm. Which was an amazing phase, and now we're getting ready to kick off phase two in October, I believe. Uh, where
1: they're going, do back we know how many phases they are. They're, they're three. Four, they yeah. said
0: there was gonna, three phases. I'm almost sitting here wondering if they're not going to do all these books and comics, and and all this other stuff leading up to the end of phase three, and then cap it all off with a live action film. Like just the the finale is in the you know isn't a film. Of High Republic of that era, you know. So, mm. I, so I don't know. I it's it's it could be why Taika Waititi's film hasn't been announced. Because from the get go, I've been saying he's doing something Old Republic, and then they announced the High Republic stuff. I'm like, oh well, no, that's what Taika Waititi's doing. I guarantee it. Mm, yeah, yeah. So I, I I don't know. I could be dead wrong on that, but that's just kind of my working theory right now. Is that we're going to end up getting a live action High Republic film to cap off all these novels and all these comic books. You know, so I could be wrong, though. I And I doubt if, if even if they are doing that, it's not going to be announced this year. But I am. I'm, I'm kind of wanting to put that out there. It's just in case it does happen in the next four to five years and I can go back and be like, guys, go back and listen to episode fifty nine. I totally called that shit <laughs> like back in twenty twenty two. So <laughs> I wanted it on the record. Uh, cool. Usof, let's get into your villain bracket last week. Uh, we well, I last week I uh we, we had the last round of general assholes of that of that uh bracket of that particular category, uh and the results last week, job of the hut won, uh and and honestly it wasn't really that close to be to be completely fix, honest, fix, it, fix, <laughs> it really wasn't that close. So job of the hut won last week's, um, uh, uh bracket. This week, we're moving on to an entirely new category, no longer in General Assholes, even though all these guys are still assholes. They're not <laughs> yeah, General Assholes. Yeah, so we got assholes. three, winners. They're three pro- winners. These guys are professional assholes. assholes. Yeah, so we had uh, four General Assholes. Who, who all won? It was uh, Sebulba. Hondo. Hondo. And Sebulba, yeah. And Jabba the Hutt. Those, the, those are the three we had for the coolest character.
1: So we, you know, we're so we're not done with them. So they'll be revisiting us later on when we've got winners in every category. We'll start facing off people from different categories against each other as mm-hmm. well.
0: Yep. So this time, this week, we are starting the bounty hunters uh, category. We've got the wheel all pulled up with uh, how many bounty hunters do we have in this anyway? I didn't even count them. 12. We have thirteen seven, of them. Seven, so we're actually going to probably have to come up with another name to stick in here. Um, but we've got yeah. we've got thirteen of them for right now. We are gonna shuffle this thing. You want to find out who we're uh, who we're doing this week? That sounded Let's bad. Go for it. Who who go we're choosing it. this week? <laughs> you guys didn't hear that. All right, here we go. And the first one is: Is it gonna stop? Is it gonna stop? Django Fett. Whoa. This week we have Django Fett. And uh, we're going to see who Jango Fett is going up against. Let's find out. And Jango Fett is going up against Zuckus.
1: Oh, cool.
0: Zuckus himself, the Gand. So those are our category, th- those are our contenders this week. It's not who would win in a fight. It's who is the cooler character. Jango Fett or Zuckus.
1: Cool. I, I don't know a whole lot about Zuckus. I know a little bit.
0: Zuckus is, uh, he's a Gand. I don't remember what the name of the planet he's, he's from, though. But they breathe methane. Um, that's why he's got the breathing apparatus. And you know, he's very close. He's, he's, I mean, basically partners with 4LOM, 4LOM. Uh, but, yeah, he's, he's kind of uh, enigmatic is the word I was looking for. Um, Django Ooh. Fett we, we know quite a bit about. But, it you know, with Zuckus, this could go either way. As far as the voting goes, I honestly have no idea which way this is going to go.
1: If you if if you've read Zuckus, if you've read the stuff that Zuckus is in, he's pretty cutthroat. He's pretty heavy. It's pretty cool.
0: He always refers to himself in third person too, so there is that.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, so that's yeah, our no, that, that's our uh, our bracket for this week. So. You guys, I don't
1: think we need to explain a whole lot about Jacksonville. Yeah,
0: no, yeah, he's he's pretty uh, self-explanatory there. You guys can head over to our Facebook page. It is, uh, uh, the, I'm sorry, I'm having a, a meltdown for a second. You guys ever have a moment? I just had a moment. The link to our Facebook <laughs> will be in the description of this podcast. The link to that poll will also have the poll up on YouTube and on Twitter. If you guys want to vote more than once, you guys can go to all three locations, cast your vote. And uh, next week, we will read the results of who won, and uh, we'll pick two more, and we'll put out the new poll. So, definitely go over and check those out. Let us know. And e- even if you guys want, comment in the, in the comment section why you're choosing who you're choosing. Because with Django and Zuckus, this is a, a pairing that they don't have a lot in common, other than being bounty hunters. They don't even live in the same time period. But... Mm. It's it, it'll yeah. be interesting to see how you guys compare these two, you know. So, uh, Usuf, I'm going to ask you if it, when you go vote, who do you think you're going to vote for on this one?
1: Okay, so here's the thing: before I vote on this personally, I'll be reading up a few uh, some some more material which uh, Zuckis is involved in. Fair I'll enough. Watch. Because I want to get the full, you know, that's, uh, this is one of the real reasons why I'm doing this, right? Not just because I love villains and I speak about this every time that I'm on the podcast, because I, uh, it's my favorite thing about any story, really. The villain, the type of villain, why is he a villain? It really gives the story a lot more meat and a lot more intensity. Uh, when the villain is stronger for the hero is better, therefore the struggle is real and therefore I'm more intense. I, I'm more interested sorry, in the story. Um, so uh, not only that, but this gives me a chance to to look deeper into Star Wars. So I'm looking back at every character. Even if I know them, I'll still look up and I'll find out stuff that I never even knew about the character. And so it'll teach me more and more about the thing that I really love the most, which is Star Wars. So that being said, um, I, I'm going to have to just, you know, hold off for a second. Uh, Django Fett, is, it's really hard to look past him. He's his He's the blueprint for clones, for the entire clone army. He is a badass bounty hunter. Um, he, he, the, the man has his own Mandalorian armor. You know, he is just absolutely brilliant. This guy, um, he is cool. We've got a lot of backstory as well. The more material, the more we like him. You know what I mean, Django? Um, obviously, uh, there's other stuff to talk about in terms of like um, whether it was Boba Fett, whether it's his fighting with with the Jedi Council, whether it's whatever. Uh, the way he got his head chopped off, yeah, that was also kind of cool. <laughs> but the thing is thing is that zuckus also has different angles to him so even even what i know barely about zuckus uh i already knew again when i looked it up briefly when i when i wrote down his name when you actually recommended that i put down his name on the list um yeah so he he was he was receiving orders directly from darth vader himself Mm -hmm. he was part of the team looking for the millennium falcon um i never knew that he breathed methane but i mean that makes him even cooler because he's like oh crap doesn't matter if place full of shit he'll still be able to handle his own <laughs> the thing is that he's he's really cool as a bounty hunter he's really skilled he's he's tough he's cutthroat he refers to himself in third person it's probably because all the shit's gone to his head but the thing is uh that we've got a real a real a real one-on-one here we do um this isn't something that uh yeah this isn't something you should really look look past if you're if, if you're listening and you're gonna go zuckers. who the heck is zuckers i don't know this guy so, just vote for Django, Of course it's Django. He's the bounty hunter who started it all. He's the one. Uh, fair enough. I, I completely agree with you. But please understand that this is our chance as Star Wars lovers to really get into as much as we can. Read up just a little bit about Zuckus. Look up. Uh, if you Actually, how about this? When we post a Facebook, I will I'll type in the first comment a few links so you can read up perhaps uh, something in a comic or something. Just take a look at him. And then you can read into him a little bit more if you're interested, which I hope you are. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that would be, that, that will be a, a cool way for you to explore the character and the different kinds of characters that Star Wars has. Star Wars is actually, it's not given enough credit for this. It's great. Lucasfilm is great at building this universe. It just doesn't do it in the normal way that modern franchises are doing it because there's video games and there's novels doing this and that. Lucasfilm actually does a lot here in building universes. But if you stick to the films, you're not going to see enough. Um. And if you stay, and even personally, because I until recently, until I started listening to Brian a few years back, I hadn't even touched a Star Wars novel. I didn't know where to begin. I knew there were some, but I didn't think they were important. <laughs> Look at me now! I have an entire bookshelf and <laughs> and, uh, and a brand new uh, and a brand new uh, Audible account, and you know, and uh, downloading the podcasts and stuff, and th- just you know, focusing on, on novels and the stories that are amazing. Downloading the entire series of Clone Wars. Uh, starting on rebels and bad batch and being happy like really excited like talking about different story arcs. yeah that was that was a big rant but trust me um, <laughs> look up the characters hopefully hopefully every character we cross you know you'll be learning a little bit more about Star Wars and refining what you like and what you don't like and then exploring other stuff because that will be a rabbit hole of your own if you really like it you'll start going down different stuff because we all like different stuff in Star Wars. if you like legends you love it keep going and if you love, uh, the novels love it. If you love only the Jedi and the Force, by all means, it's amazing. It's the, it's the chief religion here, right? You know, and there's, there's other really cool stuff to, to, to acknowledge. And, uh, you know, if you love Boba Fett and, uh, and, and the Mandalorian and the whole Bounty Hunter concept, you're going to like reading up about characters like Zuckus and this whole category we're going through. And, um, yeah, it was important for us to look at different categories, not just the, the main sort of Force users and stuff and the main characters that we know. Um, so yeah, um, hopefully, uh, this is actually going to be closer than, than, uh, you, you could originally bet on.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We'll find out. So, uh, you guys can find all the links to every place that poll is going to be live in the description of this podcast down below. And, uh, like I said, comment and let us know what you guys think. Uh, so let's get into some mailbag questions, man. We've got three of them this week. How do you guys get a question on the star Wars Canon podcast? It's easy. You simply email us at Star Wars Cannon Podcast at gmail.com or visit us at 1138productions.com slash contact. Uh, we'll go through each week, pick a few out. And uh, this week, we, like I said, we've got three really good questions. I sent these to Usif, and uh, he instantly was really excited to uh, talk about these topics. I, I, you guys are sending in some good questions. and uh, Yeah,
1: we love, love having questions. You guys are constantly—it's it's fantastic having this kind of collaboration. You guys send them in. Please, we love them because— you don't, so, like, with this first question, I, I had this question myself years back. And yeah, yeah, let's, let's, let's jump right in, Brian.
0: Okay. Well, the first question this week comes from Catalina Hernandez, and Catalina writes, I don't understand why Luke believed the Jedi were so full of themselves. Never in the films do we see anything that would back that up. Uh, thanks for the question, Catalina. Um, honestly, I feel like we have, you know, there was a bit of an arrogance there in the prequel trilogy. Yoda even talks about it to Anakin or not Anakin, um, to Obi-Wan and Mace Windu at one point in episode two, um, where Obi-Wan is complaining about how arrogant Anakin has become and Yoda says, oh yeah, that's a flaw more and more common among Jedi, even the older, more experienced ones too sure of themselves. They are, you know, um, yeah. And so it's, it's, it's not really their arrogance that really was their downfall. It was – how would you say it, was If it was more their um,
1: – um, It was – okay, so the way I look at it is uh, their negligence. So that's,
0: that, There you um, go. That's the word I was looking for. Yes, thank you.
1: Yeah, so the thing is that um, here, here's what we see, and we'll also talk a little bit about what we don't see. So I'm, I'm just getting off of finishing a statement where I'm saying – there's a lot of stuff to look at in Star Wars, which isn't in the movies. So let's first look at the movies, which is the primary story in Star Wars. Which absolutely. is perfectly fine if you're only watching the movies. By all means, that's fine. You're missing out, but you know you can absolutely still focus on the films. Yeah. So obviously, the the, the big one is that Darth Sidious and Pal- Senator. Uh, um, uh, you know, he's he is Palpatine since the senator since he was before before he was a senator since he was up and coming. You know, he was in training in Sith training. Right by a Sith known as Darth Pelagius, who the Jedi had never even heard of before. Okay, so you don't necessarily know that in the films either. Um, by the way, in the films, people you know, we keep talking about Pelagius, Pelagius, Pelagius. Uh, it, it people also, um, you, you're not um, wrong if you didn't know that Pelagius was Darth Sidious's master himself because Darth Pelagius is just being told about from Sidious, but the way he says the story is sort of the you know, he sort of implies that he's the guy that Mm -hmm. took out definitely sort of thing but yeah anyway um this is uh darth cities has been hiding there in plain sight all along and no one picked up on him so this is this is the big fu sort of thing that you know luke comes back and he says well look at that at the height of their power you know this is what happened right um they were, they were blindsided by their own hubris. Okay, so let's put hub- the word hubris aside for a second. What we saw was just as you said, you know, the Jedi being a little bit political, uh, excuse me, being a little bit uh, political, so that I don't mess up the saying of the word. <laughs> and, um, it's, and how you could see that was they were regularly in these meetings which seemed all too much like a sort of senator-congressman meeting thing going on. Kind of, yeah. These are supposed to be these are supposed to be peacekeepers, not so much philosophers anymore. Mm-hmm. This guy with an old wooden stick walking around. Now, I'm not trying to diss Yoda, but I'm trying to be like, this is how it feels. This is how they feel. And you never really saw them actually do much action other than Obi-Wan on his own. Oh, okay, so you're sending off some young guy and some old, old stuff like uh, Qui-Gon and stuff just to investigate stuff and try to potentially keep peace and be ambassadors. Well, I mean, this is kind of not the point here. Jedi are supposed to be really feeling through the Force and understanding, and trying to be ahead of the curve and trying to do more than this. So they got really, um, uh, they got really complacent. Is uh, is is another word which I would say. You know, like when you're when you're too used to your cushy position, so you're not really taking up. uh, You're not really fired up to do the job anymore. You're getting complacent. You're getting you know, you're too chilled. Right. Um, is, too comfortable. Is, is how I would... Too comfortable. And uh, even if they don't act like it, like training, you know, and, and, and force and philosophies and what to do and how and so on, I, you know, barely any of them had actually been in a lightsaber deal, I'm willing to bet, before, before right. the Clone Wars. Unless but they
0: were because training with another Jedi. Yeah. Unless they were
1: training. I mean, yeah. they're not exposed to anything, you know. So, they're not exposed to much, excuse me. And I wouldn't say anything, of course. I'm sure there's stuff that happened. But... but it's hardly, it's hardly much to talk about, is it? And, um, okay, so now let's also talk about, because, you know, by the time we get to Luke in, um, in, in his trilogy in, in, um, in 789, by the time we get there, we've already got so much Clone Wars and so much content and material and novels that have come out. If you also look at those, apart from the films, you know, in, par- in parallel to mm-hmm. the films, um, yeah, you see everything that he says. Uh, the Jedi are, are too political, they hold themselves back, so many people native to these different planets and so many uh, characters that just come up and say, you know, it was the Jedi who turned us down, who said, oh, I'm sorry, we got to go fight off some other battle and leave you to your problems or something because we got ordered to do so-and-so. And even you got ordered, where's the Jedi? You know, Ahsoka basically, you know, had a hole falling out because she felt that the Jedi were way too political, even within themselves internally. Let alone, you know, doing something as as um, as a force. You know, they're not even considering themselves to be a force. So right. then, what are you doing if you are not a force? You're just abiding by orders. That's not what the Jedi should be doing. You know, there's there's just so much in there to unpack that it's it's actually worth saying that the Jedi were no longer as powerful as they should be or could be, and therefore, you know. Um, they, they they were really fighting against their own progress. That's genuinely yeah. my opinion.
0: Yeah, they were. Um and and I definitely agree with what Yoda was saying, how sure of themselves they were. I mean, they I mean they were because thru- look, they were thrust into a situation they had no idea how to handle. They were turned from peacekeepers into generals. You know what I mean? And and that was a situation that wasn't it, it was unprecedented for them. You know what I mean? Um but being sure of themselves there's there's i mean think about when when obi-wan is trying to look up uh camino in the archives right and he's like you know he tells Jocasta new perhaps the archives are incomplete and she stands up almost like offended like if an item does not appear in our records it does not exist you know like how are you going <laughs> to yeah, be exactly. how are you going to be yeah. that arrogant to say oh in big, we own yeah. everything yeah so um I definitely think there was hubris there and I definitely think there was a lot of arrogance and I do think it was an issue. Um I think it was more so for some jedi over others and not so much for for you know other names but I yeah, I definitely think it was there. I think Luke had a point and I and I know people are turning the podcast off now that I said that. I think Luke honestly had a point. Um and, and the Jedi paid for it. Think about it. They got down to just a handful yeah. of them left. You know what I mean? So,
1: yes, yeah. something
0: yeah. had to have happened. And like you said, Palpatine rose to power right under their noses, literally face-to-face with them every day. Um, And he, I mean, he sat across the desk from the Grand Master of the Jedi Order, who was 850 years old, who's the most powerful Jedi, uh, one of the most powerful Jedi yeah. Ever. Yeah, Yoda kind of had his well, little... One of the
1: most powerful Force users. Yeah,
0: ever. yeah, and he had a little bit of his, like, you know, those two moments where he kind of looked at Palpatine with his eyes kind of squinty and he kind of sensed something, mm. but couldn't figure it out. And then when Mace Windu tells the, uh, the the other Jedi in Episode 3, before Anakin comes and says, you know, Palpatine's the Sith Lord, even before that happens, when he sends Anakin to go report to the Chancellor what's going on... I sense a plot. I sense a, a plot, plot to destroy the Jedi. The dark side of the Force surrounds the Chancellor. Why Start, are you sending? Up, yeah. Why up. are you sending Anakin thirty seconds before that to go talk to the Chancellor and tell him the report of what's going on, and then turn around and say, "I don't trust the Chancellor." There's the dark side is trying yeah, it. Why would you have he, sent Anakin to even deliver that message in the first place? Then
1: political noob. That's right.
0: it's. It, noob. it all comes to arrogance and hubris, and, and and you know, yeah. You can say that their judgment was clouded by the dark side. I get that but one sith lord is not powerful enough to cloud the force for the entire effing jedi order tens of yeah. thousands of jedi spread across the galaxy he could not cloud everybody you know what i mean so i mean that's just my yeah. opinion i could be maybe there's something somewhere i'm missing and if there is guys let me know i'd love to know about it but that's my opinion there's no way there's no you know, way
1: to add- to add a little bit to what you're saying there i'd like to really dig into something uh i don't know if there's any content out here so you'll have to about this so you'll have to help me out here the uh the you know clone wars technically starts when when chancellor palpatine is already chancellor is not a senator anymore and he's yeah so do we have any material or content about palpatine see this is why see, i see i'm i'm geared to this because you know i love the villain so i'm extra geared to thinking this right way. do we have any content out there to show senator palpatine or young palpatine young chief palpatine practicing dealing with the jedi like is he not a young yet. guy facing talking to him you know not facing, yet. maybe i mean facing off like challenging or something i just mean being in the same room with the jedi making conversation with with, with a Jedi master, talking to Yoda, asking, pondering something, picking their brain, asking them about their philosophy and what they think about it, talking to a youngling, talking to this... This would all uh, be so like that the he could learn to mask This mastermind. Yeah, no, there's you know nothing I mean? there it's yet.
0: Political. Um, well, if unless you want to count, already
1: got this target since then to, to he, right, down, right.
0: Unless you want to, there's nothing really until I think Acolyte. When we get the TV show Acolyte, I think that's when we're oh, going to get that. Oh, I can't that. wait for that. Yeah, but if you've I, heard, if you've if you heard wanna,
1: me on this podcast, you know i
0: If you want to count the five issue run of Obi wan and Anakin, there's some little interludes where it flashes back to where Palpatine was putting on the hood and taking Anakin into the underworld and ch- teaching him about right, society and stuff yeah. like that. Uh, if you want to count that, then, yeah, by all means. But I don't think there's anything official out there in canon just yet that, that kind of mm-hmm. uh, addresses that. A- answer me another question. How is it that the leader of the galaxy is able to slip away once in a while, <laughs> put on an entire hooded robe, and transmit to Count Dooku or to the Nemoidians or, you know what I'm saying? Like, how do you get away and do that? All of your, I mean, there's, there's, how, what did he do? Tell people, I, I need secure transmissions that nobody can hack into. And they're not going to go, hmm, that's suspicious. Like, because think about wor- the world we live in now. And I know we don't get, pol- you know, very political on this show.
1: Watergate, homie. Watergate but, Yeah,
0: but think, yeah, exactly. <laughs> think of how easy it was for that to get out. And think about the world we live in now with all the political scandals going on. We know about them almost yeah. immediately afterwards. You know, like, let's, let's say, how is, for example, if the President of the United States were to slip away for 10 hours, where the shit did he go? You know what I mean? Like, we're going to be asking these questions. We're going to have to keep that on record. So how is the leader of an entire galactic government going to slip away with all of these advisors and senators always up his ass? How does he slip away to do this, to, to communicate to General Grievous or... You know, like, this is my apprentice, Lord Maul. Like, how does, <laughs> when did he meet with Maul? Like, did Maul just go walking into the Senate chamber and everybody like, who the shit is that guy? Like, what the hell was, okay. Like, when Fly did that happen? Fox.
1: You know yeah, what I mean? So. How did you, how were you able to consistently do that so right. well that you. Yeah.
0: And, and, you know, he did a lot of those communications from the exact desk own, Yoda set across and, and from meet,
1: him. At. And meet with his own master, Darth Pelagius, when yes. he was a senator. Yeah.
0: Yeah, how in the world did you did you pull this off, you know? So, yeah, I definitely think that there was a lot of hubris there with the Jedi because think about even back to episode 1 when Qui-Gon is telling the council, I believe it was a Sith Lord that I encountered on Tatooine and Ki-Adi-Mundi is like, "The Sith have been extinct for a millennium. There's no way they're back." You know? There's uh, Oh, no by the way, way.
1: For that, that statement exactly. There I've got a huge beef with that, that statement, not just because of this conversation, but or this question, topic. But also because, no, what do you mean no way? Isn't there always balance in the Force? Yeah. So long as there's, light, there's always dark. That means there's always dark somewhere out there. There's no such thing as extinct for, for nothing. And if it right. is extinct, then it should be something else. So you shouldn't be surprised to hear there's a Sith You'd be like, oh, so perhaps the dark has manifested itself in such a way that there has been a, not just a Force user who's using the dark side of the Force, but also picked up the teachings of, you know, you should be inquisitive, not... No, dismissive. Do right. you know
0: what I mean? Right. Yeah. You. That's something where if if Qui Gon Jinn comes to you and says, "I believe it was a Sith Lord," everybody should have been like, "Oh shit, let's get on top of this." Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? And, it's not like it's a we don't believe well. it's not
1: you. Just any Force user. Yeah. Right. Exactly.
0: So yeah. It, yeah, there was definitely hubris there, and there was definitely arrogance, and it was naivety. And, and complacency yeah. and, and and yeah absolutely so I
1: think you summed it up there if we had to you know if you were talking about this particular question like without adding too much content or too much yeah you summed it up really well by saying sure it would have required a really powerful dark side user but it also simultaneously would have required a very weakened uh, light side sort of force right. You know what I mean force Palpatine to be able to or spear to be able to, to defeat the Jedi in the way he did. Not yeah. only would he have to be really powerful, but they would also have to be really arrogant, really, really sort of pompous, or really blinded by right. their own, you know, misleading. Yeah, you also have to take That's into a really great question.
0: I, I thought so too. Um, you also have to take into account something that we've talked about a couple of times on the podcast recently, and that is uh, a person's certain point of view. You know, we've talked about Obi Wan saying Luke was the chosen one to Maul as he was dying, even though we know he wasn't. That was Obi Wan's point of view. That was the truth as far as Obi Wan was concerned. Um, you know, the medical droid saying she's losing the will to live. That was their point of view. They didn't know anything different. Um, so Luke saying, you know, that's, that's what, that's what caused this was the Jedi's hubris. That was Luke's point of view. That is what he saw. That was his truth. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. To him, that is, that's what he saw. That's what he understood. So I, you know, there's. There's several ways you could look at it, but, yeah, no, I definitely believe that there was hubris in the Jedi Order. They were comfortable. They'd been in, you know, thousand generations. Obi-Wan said it in Episode Four, They were the, the keepers of the peace for a, over a thousand generations. They were complacent. They just, day in, day out, routine, do this, do this, do this. And then when they were confronted with an extreme circumstance, the Clone Wars, it just blew everything to hell, and then that was how you know it just it kept them distracted, and it kept them separated, and it yeah it just it, they were arrogant, thinking that they could find it you know so yeah I, I there's there's definitely evidence Catalina, uh to back up what Luke said in Last Jedi and um and I and I would encourage you to go back and watch the prequels again, um because I think now it would stand out like a sore thumb to you to be completely honest. Mm-hmm. So, but, but thank you for sending in the question, Catalina. Thanks for being a listener. We do appreciate it. Uh, the second question this week comes from Matt Perkins, and Matt writes in, Hello there, fellow Star Wars lovers. I haven't heard you two talk about the rumors of Sam Jackson coming back to the universe. Is this something you'd like to see, and do you think it'll ever happen? May the Force be with you both. Thanks for the question, Matt. Usuf, do you think we are going to see Sam Jackson again?
1: So I, I, we talked about this perhaps once in passing a few episodes back because we were talking about the all these rumors that we're hearing. So firstly, I just we, we both I think we'd like to say always take rumors with a pinch of salt because there is so much surrounding Lucasfilm and Star Wars in general, let alone, you know, since Disney bottom. What's going to happen here? What's going to happen there? And um uh, everybody can come out and try to add fuel to a fire, whether that was the directors, whether that was Ryan Johnson at one point, whether that was the directors, um, uh, um, what was their names? Uh, the Game of Thrones directors. Uh, oh, Benny Elson uh, Weiss. Benny Weiss, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so there's always going to be stuff surrounding Star Wars and Lucasfilm. Just take with a pinch of salt whenever, the, whenever you hear it now coming on to uh moving on to samuel jackson firstly i love him he's a fantastic actor i love his movies not only because as an actor not, not just like the action stuff that he does or did i mean something like uh the hateful Eight. Oh goodness me, he was amazing in that but yeah so i would uh and in star wars by the way he was he was pretty cool he was he was a really good uh presence and then the character mace windu is such a brilliant character um Everything, even with everything we just said about the Jedi and the hubris and the arrogance, which and he was technically a culprit, you know, he was guilty of that as well. I still love me. There's so much to look there. Um, Such an incredible, powerful force user. I would love to see Samuel L. Jackson back. Um, He so to answer the question, can he return to Star Wars and make a comeback of sorts, make an appearance? Definitely, he can in a certain capacity. Will he return to Star Wars? I find it hard to believe. Here's why, personally, I think it's hard to believe, or I'm not. I'm I'm putting those chances down to slim or low, because um, he's gotten on with age. Let's be frank. Uh, he's not as young as he was. It's. I know technically you don't need to do all of the acting and the stunts, but you know his character needs a lot of presence, and he, he only he can do himself really. Um, Especially with Mace Windu's posture, with his with with his stances, with his uh, with his speech, with everything, uh, I would love to see Mace Windu um, in 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 his in his good old days, sort of thing. Maybe not the Clone Wars. Maybe a little bit after that. Maybe maybe a little bit, you know, with him being a master, a Jedi master. Of course, I'd love to see his beginnings. We don't have a whole lot of content there. But if we were to get a story about Mace Windu surviving the fall on. Croissant. Uh, after he got lightninged, well, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't really look forward to that kind of story because supposedly what killed him was the lightning, not the fall. Like you know, power, unlimited power. That that real shock which he got—that's what killed him, mm-hmm. not the fall. And that's supposedly in canon. Uh, oh I'm yeah. Right when I saying? and that's canon, yeah. So um, we're not. I'm not. I'm not expecting or even. Um, I mean, it's a very tempting thought to entertain, uh, like a one-armed Mace Windu, oh, old yeah. Mace Windu carrying around a purple lightsaber, or, or not even carrying around a lightsaber, you know, being just strong with the Force, and taking out stormtroopers on a remote planet somewhere, and having Darth Vader come over and face him down, oh god, that, it, is a, I, I, it is an amazing, amazing thought, especially when I say it out loud, but try, I'm not even entertaining that thought as a possibility, it's just a what-if scenario it's uh, it's some really good fan fiction you know what i mean i i would never put that as a as a as a genuine possibility unfortunately simply because it would be retconning their own canon and um right yeah there's just so much that i uh, i would love to see it happen i just don't know in what capacity we would see samuel jackson come back maybe he'd be doing some voiceovers maybe he'd be doing some some other stuff maybe there would be some content some older content going on maybe right. um yeah, maybe maybe there could be someone like a sort of—I uh, don't mean Ray Park himself, but someone like a stunt guy coming in and doing—you know—Samuel uh, uh, Jackson's face would be planted on him because they've got him, so they don't right, need to CGI right. You know, they just edit him a little bit, and then they'd have someone come in and do the all the flipping and the vapad the lightsaber form, and the fighting and the stuff. Or or mm-hmm. maybe not even that. Maybe just be a figurehead. You know, folding his arms and being like, "Well done, young Padawan." Right. Of yeah, you know, or maybe drop a
0: few f bombs, you know. Yeah, I'm tired of these motherfucking <laughs> Sith on this mother-effing planet. Um, I, you know, I, I, I don't want honestly. If he comes back, cool. Um, and it's not that I don't want to see Sam Jackson come back. It's it's not that I don't want to see Mace Windu again. I think you can't bring everybody back that supposedly died before. You know what I mean? It's it's. Think about Marvel for a second, right? How many characters have died off just to come right back? You know, not counting the Infinity War stuff in Endgame. Think about everything leading up to that. How many characters died, and then just to find out in the sequel, oh, just kidding, they're still alive. How many people faked their death? How You know what I'm saying? How many times did Loki die? Coulson died, and then they brought him back in Agent Seal. Steel. Just kidding, he's still alive. Uh, you know, Thor's mother, I think, is the only one that actually died and stayed dead. Am I right or, or in Quicksilver? And and then everybody else, you know, Nick Fury died and Winter Soldier came right back. You know, like it, he faked his death. It, it's just I, I don't like it when people fake you out, right, with, with dying. And, and even Rise of Skywalker did it. How many times? How many times did somebody die yeah, in Rise yeah. of Skywalker I mean, it's, it's just old, to be like, oh, just old. kidding. Chewbacca, Ben Solo. You know what I mean? Like all these other people died. Just kidding. They're back. You know C3PO got his memory wiped. No, we're just kidding. R2 backed up his memory in a Google yeah, Drive. Like
1: Yeah, the death thing you, yeah. is getting really popular and it's we're getting really it's getting really annoying it's getting It is. Just stick with your guts and yes. do it already. Like, and
0: just do it. Yeah. Take the chance and leave it. So when Anakin killing Mace Windu at that moment it's
1: it's, it's, it's like there are no consequences. Right? Yeah, it like was it was
0: It was a massive swing moment for Anakin. That was when he was like what have I done, you know? And Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't undo that because that is the moment that that really helped swing that pendulum the other way. You know? Um oh, yeah. and and so I don't want to see that undone because then at that point it's going to be like, well, you know, Stormtrooper number 75 in a new hope, we didn't see his body. He's going to pop back up in Mandalorian season 75, you know? Like it's it's everybody is going to be popping back up then and everybody's going to be like oh i remember that guy he was an extra in the background of that one tv show episode that i watched that one time you know it's just right. you you, you got to stop bringing back character like yes he was a badass character that's great but leave the gravitas there of a badass character being killed over something that i mean it lends it lends weight to that darkness of Anakin's shift to Darth Vader. Oh,
1: incredibly. So if, it, you, it if you bring so him back, it undoes powerful. that. Yeah. You know? Kind of like... Such a more much more powerful effect. Re-
0: oh, yeah. You think about Palpatine. He came back. You know? I mean, oh. oh, just kidding. He's dead, but he came back. You know? So it, it, it's, it's... And think about what people said about that. It undid Anakin's sacrifice. You know, Vader's sacrifice at the end of Return of the Jedi. So... If you bring back Mace Windu, yeah, I feel like it's going to undo Anakin's turn.
1: Anakin's entire turn and struggle. Yeah, yeah.
0: you know. So the I gravity
1: of, of, of that accomplishment. Yeah. And, and, and it wasn't an accomplishment. As
0: far though. as the rumors go, he had a conversation with Bryce Dallas Howard. One conversation. You know, it's it's it doesn't mean he's coming back. You know, it's just—I mean, yeah, everybody wants to be back in Star. Yeah, I can't, i think it's funny whenever I see these articles. Oh yeah, yeah. There isn't of, a person who wouldn't. Yeah, be yeah, yeah, exactly. Like uh, like you see an article, and this is just some random article that, that I'm coming up with on the fly. Um, you know, was, was Steven Spielberg would like to direct a Star Wars movie? Well, no shit. Who wouldn't? You know, it doesn't mean he's going to be directing a Star Wars movie. You, you know what I'm saying? So, it like, I want to direct a Star Wars movie. Where's my news article saying I want to write one? Where are the rumors saying I'm going to direct one? You know? So, it it's just because somebody wants to be back in Star Wars doesn't mean they're going to be put back in Star Wars. I think with Filoni and especially that really? whole universe, they're at a point where if it serves the story, they'll do it. If not, they're just going to back off. And I trust Filoni enough to understand that bringing Mace back is going to undo that. That big moment in Revenge of the Sith, because if you see Mace Windu come back and you go back and watch Revenge of the Sith, then it's gonna be like, oh, so what? He ain't dead. Big deal, you know. He lost his hand. So did everybody else. You know, <laughs> like so. I, I as much as I love Sam Jackson, I, I don't really want to see him come back into Star Wars. Not like what you said, doing some like motion capture or voiceover work, something like that. Absolutely, I would love to see that. Um, but physically coming back oh, as a oh, what
1: it, I was, uh, what I would die to see. Is a uh, a video game of sorts. Oh yeah, where you sort of like yeah, and you're meeting the old, you know, the characters and the and the stuff. And if you actually had like a motion capture, Samuel L. Jackson Vapad form fighting cool. in there, and oh, that would be great. But also something that is really cool that I actually wanted to really see in Star Wars was the Star Wars actors doing the voiceovers for novels. Yes. You know? That would yes, be amazing coming be so in. I know cool. that narrators and the writers have their own narrative. and there's a narrator who gets stuck in and he does the novel and stuff. Oh but that'd potentially it cool. could be another version of a novel where you actually have the actor come in. You and McGregor. You know something? something? Where, That's you know, a you bring up yeah.
0: a great point. You bring up a great point because Yes. I'm a
1: genius, my why,
0: <laughs> why don't they do that? You've got let's say, you know, okay. a special edition or something, Yeah. So, think. so we've got the um uh Shadow of the Sith novel coming out, right? And they and you know they're going to do an audiobook for it. Yeah. Yeah. Why yeah. not? This is just an example. You could do it with every single every single novel. But this is just my example. Why not bring in Mark Hamill, Billy D Williams, oh, yeah. you, you know to oh, sit yeah. down and to record their own dialogue. It w- you could do it in a day. They you, would you have could, incredible you fun would, doing yes. it. Yes.
1: It would boost that sale immediately. Yes. You
0: would on only need them for it. a day. Because if you if you sit down and read that book, let's say the book takes 10 hours to read, right? Not It's not 10 hours of just Luke talking. You could have all of Luke's uh-huh. lines recorded in two or three, four hours. You could do it in the morning and, you know, do him in the morning and then afternoon get Billy D in and record his. And then you could have all these lines to place in here. Do you understand what that would do to the production value of these novels?
1: Half, you half, are half absolutely the, right. And half of the descriptive uh, uh, dialogue, so not the dialogue, but like, oh, he said so finally, or he motioned here or did that you could potentially have the script be read out in a certain way. So you'd have, so you'd bring down that time. Yeah. And then you treat that, that um, you treat the audiobook as, as an event. Yeah. So sit down and go radio drama and an audio drama a instead radi- of an yes, audio book. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh, yeah. that, if that, if that happened, they would definitely be like, Oh, I'd be on top go of them. Prove this with us in, yes. in, in celebration or something. Absolutely. Like, the same way you do two episodes of Obi-Wan. There'd be another day where, Guess what? Billy D. Williams and Mark Hamill are here because we're doing, uh, you know, the whole the book of shit, the book, which is uh, yeah, Shadow of the Sith is coming out, and we're doing this and that. So we're, they're gonna they're gonna read through a chapter, you know, and yes. you pick this book up and do this. This would be brilliant, and
0: right? and, and Lucasfilm already has them on payroll.
1: Yeah, you know they're what all, I mean.
0: <laughs> like, why not do that? It, it, mm. Honest to God, four hours out of a day, and their lines would be done for a book. You know, so that, you, you bring you bring up apprentice. an amazing point. That's a great point. If I know I had we had
1: master and apprentice done with like Liam Neeson. Oh, and Berger, oh and you, my oh,
0: god, that'd be so cool!
1: Oh, that'd be but you know, and I think it? it would,
0: and I think it would also be cool to have the author of the book be the one to come in to narrate.
1: Oh, that would be brilliant! I mean, even if you they know don't what I mean? necessarily have the skills, yes. but they could definitely do it as like a special edition or something. Yeah, I would. At least, love at, least that. Have a, at least have an alternate version or. Or maybe a couple of chapters just as a relationship. Something, just yeah. Something, just a, piece of I think that would for. be
0: so freaking cool. And it would really, I think it would lend a lot of credibility and a lot of almost cinematic feel to these audiobooks. But, yeah, you know, oh, I, yeah, I know yeah, we went yeah. off the rails See, that, there for a minute. Yeah. but Star
1: power, man. Oh, yeah. Is, I, know, I know it's a business term, and I don't really like using business terms and stuff right, that yeah. I love, but especially for the quality of it. Oh, but yeah. This is talking about the quality of it. This is talking about. Uh, yeah, it's just really cool. It,
0: yes. That was a good point. Yeah, I know we derailed there for just a minute. But, yeah, you brought up an awesome point. And, and
1: as far as Sam Jackson goes. We are fanboys as well. Oh, as yeah. Good.
0: I would love to see him do something like that. So, yeah, absolutely. But as far as him coming back, um, I think the rumors are just rumors. um, And it's something that I that me personally, I, I think, needs to be left alone.
1: If I uh, if I may add to something here. Uh, I might be derailing us even more. But, yeah, okay. Uh, the point you made about. Um, fainting death scenes or like uh, faking or like retconning or coming back right? death scenes and um, something we said in there which was committing to making the death happen mm-hmm. it, it, it lends so much more force it creates such mo- much more of an impact uh, a really important point we can point a finger and just say look how awesome this turned out, Rogue One
0: Yes, look, I know
1: the whole point of that was a suicide mission so I'm not going yeah. that far but look at what it meant when they did die. Yeah. Look at what it meant. So even if you do half that, even when you say the way Han Solo died, even when you say the way the way other um, characters might have died in other scenarios, in other anywhere, I, look at Game of Thrones. If you're a fan, look at how many characters there just dropped like flies, man. Yeah. Um, when in uh, the end of Episode Eight, The Last Jedi, when Finn. Well, you know, all of the guys went back cuz you know there's too, they're too strong and the cannon is too hard. We have to turn back and right, then, um, right, right. And then he's and he's headed straight first cuz he is hell-bent on stopping the first order any way he can. He is wholeheartedly full Oh yeah, he's devoted he's in, yeah. And his story is absolutely his arc is brilliant. He starts off as a stormtrooper and then he defects out of fear he wants to run away but then he gets sold and he gets dragged into this fight and he meets Rey and he holds a lightsaber and and he takes he takes on Kylo Ren and he's at first he's going in to save Rey and then he helps Han Solo and he takes on Kylo Ren himself and he gets hurt doing it and then he go, keeps with the resistance and then by the end of episode 8 he's facing it down himself and everyone's telling him to no don't do it and then out of nowhere somebody comes in and like takes him out so that he can right. die delivers a message i'm not under under like i'm not trying to undercut the message which was said um over there but when he if he had run straight into that cannon and he had died that way good god that character would have been legendary he would have been been a star wars legend no matter what simply because of that and we got to see the full art of a stormtrooper in live action do that legendary act and heroic act oh yeah but this is what I would have loved to see so yeah I'm sorry of that, that little rant but I hope you, there's someone out there who if, if, you, if you agree with me please send a message or like on the Facebook page or something just let me know because I really am uh, annoyed by this fact yeah and I liked The Last Jedi a lot um, contrary to many other uh, opinions out mm-hmm. there but uh, yeah that was one thing in the film that I hated like guys just commit to it I would have felt amazing if I saw that happen but yeah Oh yeah, no, what I, I think,
0: wrong. yeah, no. They, if, when you do a death scene, commit to it. I, I'm completely, I, I agree with you. Yeah, so, um,
1: or when you do an arc, give it as much meat as you oh, can. Oh yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Even if it
1: means ending the characters like that, that might create that might make them even more legendary than you. Yeah,
0: imagine. you're yeah. absolutely right. I mean, think about Anakin Skywalker's death and how impactful that was with his redemption. You know, of course, so yeah, of absolutely. That, that, that's. Yeah, so I oh
1: Mace Windu's death, seeing as we're talking about Samuel L. Jackson, Mace Windu's death was pretty intense as well. It was yeah. the way he goes down, taking down Darth Sidious himself. Yeah, but then oh no, the way he died and everything, and then yeah, that was that was intense on 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 his part as well as a character. Can you can yeah, you if imagine he, if he hadn't died?
0: Can you imagine if he had if he killed Palpatine? Either, killed. If he had yeah. killed oh, Palpatine, yeah. like think yeah. about that for a second. Obviously, uh, Palpatine would have been dead. Anakin wouldn't have turned to the dark side. And then, do
1: you think Anakin might still eventually down the line have? Well, I don't know. This thing and got sucked into it.
0: I don't know because Mace told him, you know, if what you've told me is true, you'll have earned my trust. I think he would have made master at that point. And, but think about it. Everybody would have been like, well, shit. Was Mace Windu the chosen one? Because (laughs) he just, just, yeah. Yeah. So, interesting thought. But uh, anyway, so I hope that answers your question, Matt. Uh, Guys, let us know in the comments below what do you guys think of the Sam Jackson rumors. Uh, I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on all that. Uh, And the final episode, uh, final episode, the final question this episode uh, is from Anthony McIntosh. And Anthony writes, Brian, we've heard you talk about the sequel trilogy and why you don't consider it a trilogy. Absolutely right, I don't. Uh, My question is, what do you think of... Ray as a character after everything she's been through and experienced I can't think of any character that's been through more and grew from it what do you think love your show and hope to see it continue to evolve and Great mi- question evolve for many uh, years to come uh, thanks for the question Anthony um so personally uh I'm not a huge fan of Ray as a character um I still don't agree with the Mary Sue comments but i just don't i'm not that big of a fan of her as a character as far as you, another character that's been through more and has grown from it obi-wan kenobi has been through some shit i think he's been through more than anybody else in the entire saga you know he 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 was the first person to kill a sith lord in a millennium uh he lost his master uh he was tasked with choosing or with with brother. training the oh, the chosen one right uh, he lost Satine. He watched Maul kill Maul. Satine right in front of him. She died in his arms, uh, just like Qui-Gon did. And then Maul died in his arms. He watched Anakin turn to the dark side. He had to live in exile for how many years, watching over Luke? We don't know how stressful that was. We're going to find out next month. Uh, you know, and, and so, yeah, Obi-Wan went through some shit, and he never broke. He never Turned to the dark side. He never mm. gave into it. After everything he lost in his entire life, he watched Padme die, you know? Um, mm. Mm. It's just, it, it's, it's insane what Obi-Wan went through in his lifetime and never broke. So, um, Ray honestly, hadn't been through a whole lot. She hasn't been through any more than Luke from A New Hope. Um, She watched her mentor die, Han Solo. Luke watched Obi-Wan die. Um, she lived on a desert planet. Luke lived on a desert planet. You know, like so. There's How am nothing.
1: I just realizing this comparison. Yeah, wow. no. There's. How am there's I just realizing this comparison. It's right. So, she she so lost so her so parents cool
0: at a young age. Luke lost his parents. Yeah. Like it's it's yeah. all the that's very Living parallel. Living on a desert
1: frickin' planet, doing yes. not much.
0: You know, um, um, um facing and down being
1: at the, and being and in the end, being the the offspring of. The, right. The, the, the villain right. of the time of the age. You're absolutely right. Being really right. strong with the force. You, you, you a have mentor, the losing the mentor really yeah. early. Yeah. It's 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 Man, very yeah, actually, similar, wow. you know.
0: The the no, I am your father. Is you're a Palpatine. You have his power. Like that's the same revelation of wow. who she is. You know what I mean? And trying to turn the 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 quote unquote the masked villain of the series back right. to the light. I sense right. the good in you. You know, and 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 all that. It's literally the exact same path as Luke Skywalker. She hasn't. Damn. I mean, if you're trying, if if you say you know, she, she's been through more than anybody else. Then Luke has been through the exact same crap, if not more. You know, he yeah, he I'm watched sure. Ben turn to the dark side because of his actions. Oh yeah, yeah. He was you know, and to and so, yeah. so Luke has been through some shit. Obi Wan though, I think takes the the cake as far as Ray as a character. Um, I, I, like I said, I, I don't know. I just, I don't think there was enough character development there for Rey in that set of films. You know, I think Force Awakens kicked off pretty decently. It was a safe film. Last Jedi, it was basically the same thing. It was Luke from A New Hope, you know, like, Oh, Luke kept telling her, "No, don't go confront him. It's not going to go the way you want it to go." Luke did the same thing in well, Empire, strikes, Empire back. strikes Back. He went yeah, to yeah. confront yeah. Vader. I mean, it was literally mirrored for mirror, you know, beat for beat, exactly Luke Skywalker. So, I don't, I don't see any character development there at all. You know, well, so uh,
1: I wouldn't, I would, uh, I would actually say there would be character development there. Maybe not as much as there ought to have been, or there could have been, or definitely not as much as there could have been. But I quite I quite like Ray as a character. Maybe not so much. Yeah. But um, yeah. So just as you said, like I dislike the Mary Sue comments, but she is like I was finding myself in that movie theater when I saw that film for the second or third time. I I saw I saw episode seven like two times, and then Last Jedi two times in the theater. Oh yeah. When it came out, like watched that a lot. But um, the first time I saw Force Awakens, I was just so excited. I was taking it all in, right? But um, the second time I saw Force Awakens i was thinking um you know i've got force awakens in front of me now because genuinely there's a lot here in this question that made me think about ray as a character mm-hmm. uh ray is exactly where i would want to be if i discovered like so if if i was going to be plunged head first into this into my favorite story which is star wars mm-hmm. you know i would love to be Ray, basically in a modern story right so i'd be you know i've, I've Forgetting the episode nine for a second, just for a second, because basically you don't know about episode nine until later down the line right, in her story. Right. Um, you don't know that that who, who's offspring she is. She thinks she's a nobody up until episode eight, or even in episode seven, she's like, "Where's my family? I don't know where they are. I'm waiting for them." She's great pilot. She does, you know, she's such a Mary Sue. First, I got completely sold on her when I found out, you know, when she when she was speaking Wookiee to Chewbacca. I'm like, done. You know, it's my favorite thing ever. So she's now officially <laughs> a that I like. But then no, she is. She does. She does have a lot of development, you know. She she explores her force power, which she feels instinctively. That 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 that's pretty cool. In episode eight, when she goes off, you know, after everything that happens in episode seven, she gets plunged into this whole other path and world, and she's still coming to grips with all of this and meeting a hero like Leia. You know, not just a hero as in she. She might even. She might not even know much about about Leia, but. Meeting a hero of a character of a person like Leia and how she can inspire you and how she can motivate you and and sort of have have empathy with you and make you feel what she feels. And then going off to find Luke and going through these lessons, right? These lessons, going through the lessons, which, you know, in the book, in the in the novelization of episode eight, there's some stuff in there which isn't in the movie. Right. Which isn't in the film where, like, there's there's some more meat to the lessons where she actually starts getting cocky you know, confident and cocky with the lessons and the force uh, uh, and the force using. And she's like, oh, here, yeah, look, look, look at this. Look, look what I can do and so on. And that's pretty cool. Seeing her try to come into her own, trying to get these lessons. And then she's trying to reach out because she's so sweet. So I know she's like, um, what's it called? uh, I mean, she's she's got a really kind heart, right? Because of the, the hardship she she went through. So she wants to reach out to Kylo Ren to Ben and no, you don't don't do this. This is not this is not what what we do. There's good in us. There's good in you. So we do this. You know, we don't we don't make people suffer. We don't stay on this path. That's a lot of character development for me. Standing up to a guy like that. Standing up to someone in general and trying to bring down. That's a lot for me to to, to look at. And then episode nine. Obviously, she also let t- taking her as a character, regardless of what we think of the sequel trilogy. Um, you know, it happened. It's in canon, so I gotta go. Right, it. Whether right. or not I like it um in episode nine she she confronts her own obviously like luke so i this doesn't discredit her own character for me because I, i'm not saying that you, you're saying that i'm just saying that in general you know when she also then confronts herself and the dark side and in episode eight as well when she goes down to that cave scene and she looks down into that mirror you know uh, and uh, none of us we don't really have an explanation for that scene until now by the way Like we just I was talking to brian about this before the episode but we don't know what the significance of that scene other than well she doesn't have any answers she's lost and this feeling lost is really important for me as well she's so lost that she's reaching out in any direction that she can she's not getting what she can from luke she's not getting what she can maybe she'll find what she can from kylo ren you know she might have been turned you know that sort of thing um scenario perhaps it wasn't explained very well it wasn't explored very well either in in Lucasfilm. Mm. Uh, Another reason why I don't really like the sequel trilogy. But anyway, as a character, in Episode 9, when she confronts also sort of the vision of herself in the the dark side and sees how powerful she can be, no, it scared her. It scared her fear. Like, she was fearing this. And the power that she got, you know, healing others using the Force. And then potentially healing healing Ben and making sure, you know, he was okay. Potentially then showing off, you know, that she's so... um, powerful within this and this helped turn him. It helped. It helped one way or another. It helped. And then he saw obviously the ghost of, of Ben Solo, whether it was a ghost, whether it was his force ghost, whether he was just imagining him, you know, the goodness in him. But then when she goes and confronts Palpatine and gives it everything she's got and the the Jedi ghosts stand by stand behind her. She is all the Jedi. That is quite a climax. And she's losing that's how much of the force that she uses she was losing she was she was dying. You know. Yeah, no, I, I think she's got a she's got a cool arc. I, I liked the story that she's on. Regardless, you know, just taking it for what it is, mm-hmm. I do like her story, if I'm completely honest. Yeah. I'm sorry to interject oh, no, no, there no, and no, you're give good. you my whole rant, but I, that's what I think of. I guess I Jessica. shouldn't have
0: said she didn't have any character development. She just had the exact same character development as Luke Skywalker. Because like you were talking about the, the vision she saw when she went into that little that, that the dark side place there on Ok Two. Luke went into the cave on Dagobah. You know, uh, when she sees the vision of herself as a Sith Lord, Vader's mask pops off in the cave on Dagobah, and he sees himself, what he could become. You know, it's literally beat for beat, the exact same character development yeah. as yeah, Luke yeah, Skywalker. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. yeah, I shouldn't have said she didn't have any character development. It was just, I, for me, I feel like it was beat for beat, exactly Luke. Um, yeah, yeah. It was so, just I mean, copy and paste. I completely and just, understand
1: where you're coming from. Yeah, and
0: and, and so it was, it was something that, I, you know, it, it, like I said, beat for beat. Even... Even to the point where facing down the Emperor at the end, you know, she, you know, Luke Skywalker fights Vader, right? And then he, he, t- he takes off Vader's hand. Vader's out of the fight. He confronts the Emperor face-to-face for that final confrontation, right? Same thing, you know, Kylo gets, or I shouldn't say Kylo, Ben gets thrown out of the way, and Ray is just there to, to face him on her own. You know, and then and don't get me started on the whole I am all the Sith and I am all the Jedi comments because it it's it's a rip-off. <laughs> it's a complete ripoff from Endgame when Thanos says I am inevitable and he snaps and there's nothing there and, and Iron man, man says and, and I am I Iron man, man and he snaps. Yeah. It's lit and then all the ships showing up at the end on Exegol was just like everybody coming through the portals in Endgame. You know, like it was just it was it was a ripoff. You know, but that's not, that's not lack what we're talking of, about. We're talking about Ray.
1: Yeah, yeah. We're talking about Ray.
0: Um. But yeah, her her character development was literally beat for beat identical to Luke Skywalker's. Absolutely, one hundred percent identical. And you know, and it's something a lot a lot of people don't realize how identical they are every single film was, I mean, yeah, episode eight was supposed to be this art piece. I
1: genuinely think this is the first time I noticed just how similar they are. They're, they're identical. They're literally identical. I say about myself being a yeah. fan who's on a podcast. But, yeah, this is genuinely yeah, the first time I noticed just Yeah, they're how literally
0: similar. identical. Um, the, the only thing we're missing um, from Luke's arc is Vader seeing – a ghost of Padme or something that kind of helps nudge him back in the right direction. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, know you what
1: one I mean? way. She's not, she's not like Luke. She didn't lose an arm. She, she didn't, didn't
0: lose, lose an arm. You're absolutely <laughs> right. That's the only <laughs> oh, thing. Why?
1: That's because she's not a Skywalker. That's, that's, that's why. I that's mean. the only, Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's the only thing you're, you're right. And actually did anybody lose anything in any of the, uh, <laughs> Disney films so far?
1: My friend, They didn't even lose their lives. So, no, they didn't lose their
0: lives. Yeah, I don't think anybody got dismembered. See, they're not real Star Wars movies. Everybody loses, loses something somewhere, right? So, yeah, no. So, Rey is a character. And then when I pull up Lego Skywalker Saga and I see her front and center at the very top, like with Luke sitting below her bullshit it's the skywalker saga not the ray palpatine saga you put luke skywalker at that place at that point
1: yeah you know what i
0: mean anakin's not even on and i know it's just a lego game but it's just anakin's not even on that pedestal it's (laughs) vader which is bullshit it should be anakin and it should be luke at the top of that pedestal with ray sitting down at the side or maybe even off to the side somewhere you know just floating rocks and, and and turning i don't know just it's she shouldn't be the one at the front and center, and I know why they did it. Disney wants to put the characters they developed at the front and center and say they're the face of Star Wars. Now I get it. I just, I it's a marketing thing. I, to, I get where they're coming and, from. Uh,
1: and Ray's is Ray, is also. It's just got a lot of. Uh, she's got a lot of the new, the new fans like, yeah. you know, the kids and stuff, yeah. and younger, younger generation. I don't I didn't mean say kids. I'm sorry. I just meant like the younger generation. Yeah, it was really getting Star Wars. This is the hero which they saw. She is a heroine. He is really good for, you know, the, the um, uh, female power within Star Wars. Right. And I, I appreciate that as well. Yeah. Well, think
0: about this, too, with, with Luke Skywalker, right, between A New Hope and the end of Return of the Jedi. Uh, you have A New Hope, you got three years, and then you got The Empire Strikes Back, then there's another year at Return of the Jedi. He's got four years there that we have got comics and other books that have kind of filled in where he kind of filled in the gaps with his training people he's talked to, other lightsabers that he found and took apart. You know, we've got Heir to the Jedi, ugh. And we've got the Star Wars comics. You know, we've got we've got these other stories. And we saw everything in Empire Strikes Back, his training with Yoda, everything now that we're looking at in the comics between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, he had all this training, right? What did Ray have? Because Episode 7 started, Episode 8 was two days later, in the course of two days, episodes seven and eight happened, and then there was one year, and then episode nine. And all she had for that one year was Leia, who had like minimal training from Luke, and a bunch of ancient Jedi texts. Like if that's all it took to defeat the Sith, Luke had those Jedi texts for how long, and he didn't do it. You know, so it's it it. I don't get. Ray was just I, I feel like a plot device character. ...in this trilogy to say, hey, look, strong female character. No, that's not a strong female character. Princess Leia is a strong female character. Padme is a strong female character. Well, she was until episode three and they made her a plot device. But, you know, it's... No, I don't see how Rey is the quote-unquote hero of the sequel trilogy. Like you said earlier about Finn, how if he had done that sacrifice with the canon... ...and taken out that Star Destroyer, he would have been the unsung hero of the trilogy... You know? Even Poe Dameron. Think about Poe Dameron for a second. Even he had a lesson in Episode 8 from Leia, right, about not being a hero, you do what's right. You yeah,
1: know, but it's, it's not about being really a hero. Really important lesson. Really, really right. important Right, and,
0: and he came full circle with that. And then in Episode yeah. 9, you just undo that, and he just loses his marbles at the very last moment in the Battle of Exegol. He's just like, my friends, I'm sorry, I thought we had a shot. You know, he's throwing in the towel. He's he sees all these people die. He's fine. As soon as snap Wexley goes down, he loses his shit, you know? And then that's when he's like, it, you, they, they took all these characters and, and drove them to their breaking point and left them there. You know? So I just, and it's, and it's not just Ray that I'm complaining about. It's a lot of characters I'm complaining about, but Ray is, I just, I don't see how she is the face, you know, of star Wars. Now I just, I don't get it. Um, at first, and like I said in episode seven, I thought she was a decent character. I thought I was excited to see where her arc was going to go. When the trailers started coming out for eight, and we thought she was going to turn to the dark side, I was like, "Holy crap, this is going to get freaking awesome!" And then they did what they did with nine, and it was like, "Why?" So uh, that's my thoughts on Ray. I'm not going to keep rambling. Those are my thoughts on Ray. Um, and and I don't know if you noticed, uh, or I don't know if you heard, Daisy Ridley finally came back to Instagram. She left Instagram because of the bullying? Oh, did she? She left like 2 years ago and her. Yeah. and so now and it was like day 1 people started bullying her again instantly. The day she came back, it was back. It was game on again. So, uh yeah, it's it's and I don't get me wrong, I don't condone the bullying, but it's there's that much hatred for that character. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um and, and the thing is, you can't speak out against it either in the world and the climate that we're leaving now. Because then people are like, oh, you don't like female characters. It's because she's a woman, right? No. I love Leia as a character. I love Padme as a character. Ahsoka is a freaking badass. You know, it's not... it's Jenner, so it's not because she's a female. It has nothing to do with that. It's just what you guys decided to thrust upon her, this legacy that I don't feel like she earned. You know? So, uh, that's where I'm at. Sorry if I rambled. Usif, I'm sorry. I apologize. No, um, no, no. But no, I, no. but know, I had to, let, I, had, that I had, had to let you that said, out.
1: No, you tackled from really cool perspectives too, as well, because this is, uh, this is how to really flesh out a character. You gotta see, you gotta compare it. You gotta compare it with the, with, with the potential. You gotta see how how it's interpreted as well. Yeah. So I said I said it from my perspective, which I um I appreciate her as a character, but yeah, everything you said as well has to be said. Oh, I, I can appreciate what they were. Because the for. the premise, yeah. the premise of the character and how and how their challenge is perceived as well. That's pretty important. Yeah. I, this, it's really important actually. And it's I never thought about it in half the ways that you said. I thought about it in the main way, it's just, yeah, it could have been like the Mary Sue is just he just plonked right in front of me like an amazing character. No, but you you took <laughs> it deeper. That's really cool now.
0: You know, and actually I just thought of another similarity between Ray and Luke. Uh, Force Awakens. When she's sitting there cleaning the parts, and she looks up and she sees the ship leaving Jakku, and she starts thinking about wanting to leave the planet. It's it's a knockoff, cheap, great value version of Luke looking at the binary sunset in the original star in the original Star Wars film, wanting to get off the planet and get out and see the galaxy. And it's they're I mean, they're bam, 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 verbatim, beat for beat for beat, the same. So, anyway, I'll stop. Is there anything we're missing on this episode? <laughs> Is there anything else we wanted to talk about before we sign off?
1: Um, hopefully, people will vote for the um, end of the villain ranking and uh, tune in, guys.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, all right, well, I think that is going to do it for this week's episode of the Star Wars Canon Podcast. Hey, guys, don't forget we're here every week talking about our favorite thing in the world on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever else you guys get your podcast content. Uh, be sure to visit 1138productions.com where you guys can listen in on this show, The Marvel Cast. Uh, And you can tune in for 1138 Gaming every Monday and Wednesday at 7 Central. Uh, If you'd like to support us and our content, please check out patreon.com slash 1138 Productions. Show some love there. Make sure to check out that holiday special reaction. You guys will probably regret it. I'm just letting you know. (laughs) You're going to regret watching the holiday special, but you guys won't regret tuning in for it. Um,
1: It's like being in a hangout with Brian. It's pretty
0: cool. It was rough, man. Look, and and I, I suffered through it. If you guys would come suffer with it. Through, uh, through it with me i would be really grateful for that because it was really rough and look as an extra incentive uh when i played it i didn't know you could turn the wookiee subtitles off and that the original holiday special didn't have wookiee subtitles at all it was just them yelling at each other and you had to figure out what it was they were saying the copy i have has got wookiee subtitles on it somebody went in and put them on and they're freaking hilarious they're they're Awesome. Like Lumpy keeps running around and he's roaring and jumping around. And somebody put in uh, subtitles of like, I love Ridlin. I love Ridlin and stuff like that. They're absolutely hilarious. So definitely go check that out on the Patreon and uh, let me know what you guys uh, uh, think of that reaction. You'll also gain access to some exclusive content there as a thank you for supporting us. Full reaction videos to the Book of Boba Fett uh, andor coming up, season three of Mando coming up, Bad Batch coming up, all these extra shows. We're going to be doing full live. Uh, Reactions there. All the links for everything that we just mentioned can be found in the description of this episode on whichever platform you're listening in on. Until next week, guys, this is Brian Anoussa signing off. Keep it civil, and may the force be with you guys.